And now, The Rika Show, presented by Rika Technologies with your hosts, Cynthia Delaria, Daryl Brogdon, and Grant Parks. Hello, everybody. We're here for a quickie. <laughs> Sorry. And welcome back to The Rika Show. <laughs> Today we are exploring, talking, we're going to do an abbreviated session, but we're talking about uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, and uh, what does all that mean, and you know, what the hell is it? So, Are we really here? Are we, are really, we really here? here? We're in a simulation. What I find most interesting, and this is going to be totally off topic right away, but what I find most interesting as I was like reading, like, <coughs> what are these distinctions, what does this mean? All of it is designed to take you out of actual reality. <laughs> like, That's a valid point. It, it's it, even augmented reality, right? Like people, want, so so augmented reality, as an example, is like Pokemon Go, right? Where people are walking around with their phone and they're doing this and they're they're finding these things that don't exist. I mean, it's like Bigfoot Go, you know? I mean, like I'm waiting for that. Oh, look, I found the Yeti, you know? <laughs> um, Land shark. It, it's it's augmented reality in terms of there's something that's not there that we see, which, you know, well, I don't know, when I was growing up, that would have meant I ended up on a therapy couch, but... Um, it's very much, it's green screen. Yeah, right? it is. It's, it's like green screen, but it's not actually having you interact with the real world. The purpose of it's having the real world Serves be the container or the background, background for this thing that doesn't exist. But I, I, we're not using it to its fullest potential. Yes, that, that, that's good because we've talked, several ideas we've had is where you, that, that augmentation, basically you're putting a visual thing on top of what you see in your camera viewfinder. Um, if you are tuning this to the environment, to that background through um, geolocation or through um, visual recognition, then you can make it very, very, very useful. Mm -hmm. You know, you could show where the handicapped seats are in a dark theater, things yeah. like that. Oh. Um, if you can, if you can use that with a yeah, with a smart interpretation of what that background think is. About, think then about think about um, Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, when Tony Stark and he's um, I don't remember if he were if he was wearing glasses, but his his virtual assistant that I can't remember the name of now was showing him, over, was overlaying diagrams, and even with the Iron Man mask, he's overlaying information about the real world. It's pointing to things, you know. That's, that's where our A heads-up display yeah. is yeah. an AR oh. thing, when you think about it that way. Huh. And that can be useful because you can bring multiple important pieces of information into your field of view without having to lose view of the real world around. So in a way there, you're not saying, oh, I'm just using you as a backdrop. I want to, that's where you really are augmenting your reality with some additional information. Yeah. So there's different ways of looking at that, but definitely, yeah, the, oh, look, I see this floating teacup or tea kettle <laughs> over my desk. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. How but that's that? not going to move the Anywhere you look, you can see a floating damn teacup. By any means. Tea kettle. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, so, so then contrast that with virtual reality, which typically involves some kind of a headset. Mm -hmm. Um, and you are literally in a different world and your movements are coordinated to that different world, you know, which as a kid, I was always like, 
you kind of need the feedback from the real world, though, so you don't, like, run into a wall or, like, fall down, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're going to need one of those sort of um, movable, like, uh, in the movie Disclosure. Do you remember the movie with Michael uh -uh. Michael Douglas? Uh -uh. Um, and there's, there, you know, it's... it's it takes place in the mid-90s, so everything you see was not remotely possible then. It's very difficult now. Yeah. Um, but he's standing on this sort of bed of wheels so that he can walk, oh. right? He can stationarily walk. Interesting. Uh, a more modern version of that would be uh, Ready Player One. Yes, yes, which the book was way better than the movie, by yes. the way. I mean, the movie was fantastic, but the book was, like, off the charts. I was just talking to someone. As a segue, yeah. they should have made that as, like, a HBO or Netflix <sighs> miniseries. Yeah, Because then they could have fit all They could have the... fit in all the cool stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway. Speaking of Iron Man. Yeah. If Batman dresses like a bat and Spider-Man dresses like a spider, why does an Iron Man dress like an iron? <laughs> <laughs> Steam comes out of the little holes on his chest. Think about it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, virtual reality is is really intended to completely disassociate you with reality. Yeah. So if, to me, that seems like... Why isn't it just called fiction? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> or delusion. Delusion. <laughs> Serious psychological break. Yeah. <laughs> Psychotic break. PB. Uh, um, uh, also the symbol for lead, right? <laughs> right. Um, but augmented reality, I mean, the, the, the things that you guys just pointed out to me kind of like open it up for me and say, oh, there actually could be really useful applications for it that aren't designed to completely take you out of the real world. Augmented reality to me is like a way of faking virtual reality to give you the ability to pretend like you're not going out of the real world, but really I'm still not interacting with the people around me and the stuff around me. It's just a backdrop, mm. like we were saying. But I guess... It, There's still I, some I, utility to that, right? The, the thing that I'm asking is virtual reality, augmented reality, they all sort of exist in the gaming world right now mm -hmm. where you can find the most examples of these things. Porn. Porn, really? Peter oh, yeah. Peter Eide told me that you know, virtual, the, the VR porn world is doing stuff that... Like in Minority Report where he goes to that place where you can like... You're having, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> you can, they always lead, right, in technology. Yeah, yeah. they do. But... Is the reason that gaming is always first is because there's the most disposable income and the b most way to make your money back in entertainment, and that, so then that leads to the technology that brings it into the useful sphere? Well, I think there's that, but also that industry just inherently understands 3D, you know, the, the programmers understand how to do 3D programming, mm, yeah. right? And all that's involved in that. And, um, and, and that all kind of started with movies, even. I mean... A lot of guys that I know who've worked for Industrial Light and Magic and LucasArts and all those production companies naturally transitioned into building VR, AR, mm -hmm. 3D games. Yeah. You know, because it was like, oh, I know how to make a scene from a perspective using this technology. You know, a lot of them code in Python, of all things. Yeah. And... I can take that skill and make it more interesting because I have to anticipate everything that a user might possibly do in a game world. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember early on, you know, playing like Crash Bandicoot and uh, the early, early like 
third person, but first person, you know, in sort of like those 3Ds, but cartoons, mm -hmm. there would be times in Sonic the Hedgehog where you would get stuck in like a weird thing where you'd like see part of a frame, yeah. you know? Like the early days oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of 3D rendering. Speaking of, do you guys remember VRML? Mm -hmm. Yes. I used it. Yep, I played around with that a little bit. Really? It was so I never did. slow on my. I never did. 486. Comp. What? No, it was an HP 486. That was my first real desktop computer, and I tried to do VRML on that. And yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out so well <laughs> in 1996. But it was it was an interesting approach. Yeah. Um, to doing that, and maybe that's one of the pieces missing pieces that we need for true VR and AR, which is the equivalent of HTML, right? One of the reasons mm -hmm. why the web took off that it did is HTML is so easy, mm -hmm. right? Anybody can pick it up. I mean, I literally learned it myself from a book that said, teach yourself HTML in 24 hours, yeah. <laughs> you know, or a week or whatever, <laughs> right? And you can do that even now to a lesser degree. Yeah. Can you, is, can, is it possible for an equivalent in, in the 3D space to have something and is that, that simple? Is, so having or, the technology get simpler means that more people can figure out creative ways to apply it and it becomes more useful. I yeah. think, because that was the problem that Second Life had, which was, um, well, their, their biggest problem when I was there was onboarding, right? Mm -hmm. Teaching people how to. What, what was Second Life? Second Life was a virtual world, right? People, okay. A lot of people call it a game, but it was not a game. You could play games inside of it, but it is, and it's still around. Um, it is a virtual world, hmm. right? And you can create things, and that's one of the most powerful aspects of it. Is you can create. They have a they have a fantastic way of creating your own three D objects inside this world. Interesting. Um, the graphics have never been super great. They're not bad, but this, they've never been um, electronic Probably gaming because of the level. processing power. Because and well, it's and all pro that. processing power, but also, you know, I'm. In network. this world with you, and you're on the other side, and so there's that network yeah, latency yeah, issue. Yeah. So, um, but if if someone can take the ability to create these 3D objects that Second Life has, and bring it over into the augmented reality and the virtual reality world, I'm sure someone has already started that. But hmm. um, once something like that becomes sort of ubiquitous, then I think we'll start seeing more. Um, At what point? Space. I feel like we we. We used to be a world that was about community and about networking and about relationships and you know personal interaction. And something happened where technology allowed us to fool ourselves into believing we were doing all that with social media. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that's really the case, I would argue we are less connected to each other 100%. in personal ways now. Yeah, I 100% agree. Does the possibility, so is there the possibility that you know, AR, VR takes us further down that path, or does it increase the possibility of technology bringing us back to personal relationships, communication, networking, like, like having this interaction of the three of us together is far more important than even somebody watching the interaction. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't know, it's gonna be interesting, because imagine, and especially in virtual reality, as a student, as a kid, being able to go to pyramids of Giza mm -hmm. in their prime, you know what I mean? Yeah. And walk around this thing. Yeah. Um, how would that affect your level of education around that? And would it, and would it be more enhanced by being able to have that experience simultaneously with 30 or 40 other school mm -hmm. kids your same age 
all over the world. Right. Where you're standing there at the thing and you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. That seems to me more interpersonal development mm -hmm. than Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And when or... it comes to social, you're closer to being actually social. Not really, you know. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the thing, to your point. Yeah. We are fooling ourselves into thinking we're being social on these social media. We are, right. we are in no way being truly social. And yeah. in fact, it's almost the opposite. Yeah. But if you're in this virtual world with this other person, you know, at least you're actually talking with your mouth right. to this person, hopefully. Right. And, you know, the, the avatar that you're seeing may be a blue rabbit. Who knows? Yeah. But um, I don't no, know. I was going to say, I mean, it makes me wonder if the more perfect the virtual reality gets, is that actually then get you back to reality? Because it's seamless. Yeah. yeah. Like what you're saying, it's more seamless. Yeah. And maybe that's why Ready Player One is such a is such a fascinating, fantastic, engaging story. Yeah. Because there really is almost no difference other than for whatever reason, they didn't have the ability to control their surroundings in the real world the way mm -hmm. that they did in the virtual world. And so they got more creative and they felt more themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, right? the Matrix yeah, would exactly. be basically a, like a 100% example of 100% VR. 100 VR. Yeah, mm -hmm. you are literally, your whole experience is it's VR. It's just piped into your brain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and then they, we could say maybe our reality is actually a virtual reality, and we don't realize it. Yeah, yeah. We're all just in a computer. That theory that's yeah. out there. But uh, Ready Player One, they touch on that. Where I mean, people are living sort of miserable lives, and they're trying to escape that. Yeah. You know, instead of and I, I would argue that that's the wrong direction. Yeah. You know, if if your life that's is miserable, scary. you need to that's it scary, scary because because it could be used as a weapon, essentially to captivate. Mm -hmm large numbers of people and just keep them occupied. I mean, it yeah. becomes it becomes the lions yeah. and the give them bread and lions or whatever it was. Lion and circuses. Circuses. Yeah. And yeah. was it that I was joking around um, with my daughter once about how, you know, the dancing with the stars and all that stuff is pretty, it seems to me to be a modern day version of that. And then I said, man, if you could combine them. Like, you know, they're out there doing, doing a waltz. Release the lions! I'd watch that show. <laughs> if you could, <laughs> you could join the two concepts. <laughs> they're dancing. I don't like dancing, the way they're dancing. Let the lion go. Yeah. <laughs> Roar! Yeah! Dance faster now. I'm voting for them. All right. <laughs> they're running. Anyway. But. All right, well, we said we weren't going to keep this short. Um, this is just a really interesting topic, you know, not, not a lot of technology really discussion here, but more theory and it's just really interesting to watch this stuff progress and how does, I'm always interested in how is technology impacting the way that we interact in the real world? Yeah. You know, what are, what are, when is technology going to start making it, making my friendships better? Yeah. Making me closer to the people because that I want right to be closer to. Because right now it's arguably making yeah, things worse, I mean, separating us. Uh, phones, uh, ironically, our iPhones right now are actually what we're recording on. Because mm -hmm. GoPros have horrible battery life, in case <laughs> you're listening, GoPro. Um, anyway, 
phones, they're everywhere. And it should be that that's making us more efficient and more productive and have more time for the personal interaction. But it's actually taking spend, our time. It is taking our time. And I spend more time staring at the top of my fiance's head during dinner than I ever did when there were pagers. You know what's terrifying? Because you can't do subject? anything with the pager. It's like, right. oh, if it's not going off, there's nothing to do with it. What's terrifying is lately I've started, as I'm driving down the road, if I'm at an intersection or I'm at, at a, you Checking know, your email? No, 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 oh. no. I'll, I'll watch the people driving by and it's shocking the number of people, people who are driving looking at their phone. Oh. And one indication that's like a very pure, clear indication of our obsession with phones is that our pets are, are recognizing yeah. our obsession with the phone. Oh, yeah. Because my cat will actually, if I pick up the phone, my cat will actually look at the phone and walk away. Yep. He knows you're and, not available. Yep. Or, or I, he's actually done a thing yep. of trying to move my hand yep. that had the Freya phone in it. Freya will walk up to me. She's the uh, Siberian Husky. She's about 14 months old. She will walk up to me and like nudge it with her face. Like try and push away, it out of my hand. Yeah, so they, they see the attention that we're putting into this stupid little six-inch piece of metal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's taken our attention away from our own furry animals, yeah. our own furry loved ones, because they are seeing that it's taken, uh, and they're showing us. So the first opening scene of Ready Player One is really a commentary on where we're at right now. Yeah, it is. You know, it replace really is. these goggles with our phone, and, you, and it's and the exact there. thing. Yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. That whole thing is a shame. And I've seen lots and lots of examples where it just, right, you know, just makes it so apparent that that's a shame. It's just, yeah. it's just a shame. That's it the way is. I look at it. And I like what you're saying, though, is that asking the question of can, can it be you? Because I think, you know, I think most entities involved in this are just looking for the profit. Yeah. They're just looking for the profit. Facebook doesn't care that you now spend X amount of hours on Facebook. In fact, they love that. And they're not, so they're not helping your life by doing that. They really aren't. They're entertaining you. They're feeding an addiction. Mm -hmm. um, so they're you feel like they're giving the you something. They feel, they you feel like you're getting something from it because yeah. they're feeding your addiction. Yeah. Um, but if we can, sorry, if we can really ask, can we use this to go the other direction? That would be a really interesting question. And to we're ask. really close technologically to achieving, uh, you know, I don't think we're at Ready Player One levels yet. Yeah. But what, 25 years maybe? 30 years? Well, I mean, 30 years ago, we thought we were going to have flying cars and jetpacks if you watch you Back to the Future. So. <laughs> yes, and it's, it's the biggest regret of my life. Right. Where's my jetpack? Yeah. <clears throat> GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> With the crappy battery life. <laughs> but I think we need to be asking those questions now. How are we going to yeah. use that technology? Because it is coming. Yeah. And we will get there. Yeah. How do we, yeah. how do we use What's that responsibly? Let's okay. take an because example the leap of from what we have now. No smartphone to smartphone we talked about was in one so of our previous fast. It was, I mean, it was like, oh, what? Yeah. What? So the leap from smartphone back to interconnected, like personal connection and having technology not rule our lives, mm -hmm. but actually make us better at being with people, that's going to have to be the same size leap. And it's going to seem so obvious when it happens. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I want. I, I want. I want to be able to sit across the dinner table 
from the man that I love and actually just have a conversation with him for a full two hours with no interruption. He's got a pretty good head of hair, though. So, he you know, does. if you've got to talk to the top of his I head, he's I mean, got a beautiful head of hair. Our, hair, our heads. He's got a beautiful, thick, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, ARVR technology, how's it impacting our lives? Kiss somebody that you love, have a meal with someone, and put your phone down, turn put it your off, phone down. leave it at home. Um, yeah. Grant, Daryl, Cynthia, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Rika Show. Visit us at rikatech.com for more fun with technology. Catch you next time.